You're listening to the Online Empire Academy Podcast, where you'll discover some of the best and most creative ways to provide for your family and get started on your journey to entrepreneurship. No crazy get-rich-quick schemes. No living in a van down by the river with your family while you build your business. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at theonlineempireacademy.com. Now, get ready for the Online Empire Academy Podcast. What's up, Online Empire Academy? Joshua Woodward here, your podcast host. Today's sponsor is the Yorba Label Company. They're giving us 25% off of 3,000 address labels. If you've ever shipped Amazon FBA, you know that you need those address labels. So it's a great deal, guys. Here's how you get it. Go on to Amazon.com. Type in address labels. Select perfect peel address labels. In the checkout, you're going to use the promo code LABELS25. That's going to get you the 25% discount. It's time to hop in with our guest. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the podcast. What's up, Online Empire Academy? Joshua Woodward here. Super excited to be here. Uh, this is kind of a subject I, I know we, you know, we, we, we have on a ton of guests and a lot of, a lot of different subjects. This is one that I've been really scared to jump into. And I wanted to bring on an expert to talk through the idea of hiring your first employee. There are so many pitfalls when it comes down to it. And it's a really intimidating thing. Uh, of thinking about jumping into, oh man, I, I'm going to hire my first employee. I'm going to, I'm going to take that leap of faith and hire in that, on that extra person. And I know a lot of people jump into, uh, virtual assistants, but, but when it comes to listing stuff on Amazon and eBay and, and, and doing the e-commerce stuff, you're going to need help in your warehouse or even your house at one point. And you've got to make sure to hire on the right person. So today we have on Nikki Morris and she is an expert. I mean, I'm talking about an expert. She was a VP of a health company in, uh, in Canada of 5,000 employees, correct? Yes. Yeah. So this is, I mean, she's, she's got an incredible wealth of knowledge when it comes to hiring on people. Um, and, and so uh, she, she has her company, her company's name is Ignite Your Passion and her, her passion is to help entrepreneurs. And so I wanted to bring her on to talk us through walking out, hiring your first employee, because there are some pitfalls. So Nikki, I want to hear your story first. How did you get started? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Joshua. Um, got started actually, I was a physical therapist for a few years. I was working in the healthcare field. Um, after doing that for a few years, decided to join my family's healthcare company. Uh, worked within that for seven years, um, went and did a master's degree, uh, learned a ton about business management. Um, we built that business up to about 400 employees. And that's actually where I had my first real experiences with, with hiring people, uh, firing people, unfortunately. Uh, from there, continued sort of in the corporate world for about another probably about 15 years, um, became a vice president of a, a large national company in Canada. Uh, great experience. Uh, but after doing that for a few years, decided I wanted to go out on my own. And I uh, created my own business consulting and coaching firm. 
where I work with all different types of organizations, um, helping them to, to make their people better, leadership development, management development, um, anything that can really help them grow their business. Uh, in the past few years, I've also started to focus on the uh, online business coaching. And my real passion is, is helping people gain the knowledge and confidence they need to start their own business. Um, and as you said, it's uh, starting your business is one thing. Uh, as you grow it and you need to add employees, um, that can create a whole new set of challenges, um, a lot of rewards. Uh, but really, as they say, it lets entrepreneurs and business owners really work on their business and allow them to start to grow it um, as opposed to working in it and uh, struggling with a lot of those issues related to work-life balance, time management, um, frustration, uh, and a lot of the other things that sometimes uh, entrepreneurs can face. When we were emailing, you you brought up the concept of, of working on your business and not in your business. I, I, yes. I was really perplexed with this idea and this concept. Will you break that down for our audience? Sure. Um, when entrepreneurs start off, if they start off with this, you know, small idea, this maybe a big vision, um, but it starts off small and you do everything. Um, and I really encourage the people I work with to figure out what are they good at? What do they enjoy? Uh, what are they not good at? And what do they not enjoy? Um, and when you get a really good understanding of that, that that's the first step. Um, but often entrepreneurs and new business owners are uh, money and finances are a challenge. So you don't want to go out and hire people. You try to do everything on your own. You work in the business. You do the marketing. You do the selling. Uh, you do your business development. You try to do your own accounting. And I did that for the first uh, six, seven months of my business. Um, some people even try to do their own legal. They try to write their own contracts. Uh, they try to negotiate their own deals with vendors. Um, if they have a physical location and they're open six, seven days a week, they're there nine till nine. They're working in the business on everything. They're dealing with customer complaints. They're dealing with issues with their vendors, with their inventory, with the insurance company. They're dealing with everything in the business. And after, you know, maybe they do that for a year, the passion that they started the business with can, can start to dwindle. Uh, it's not as much fun. Where was that, that freedom I was going to have as being my own boss? That can go out the window, right? Because you're now, you're, you're in there all the time. Nobody told you you were going to be working around the clock. <laughs> Nobody told you that, you know, some, some of your customers or your clients might not pay on time, but you still have your bills to pay. Yeah. Uh, and it can become, you know, that uh, you become demotivated. Uh, and that's a big issue for a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, and so they really have to start to work on the business and continue to grow it and get out of being in it all the time. Uh, and then you land up having to hire that first employee and you start to go, OK, can I what, what do I need? What can I give up? What can I delegate? Huh. Uh, entrepreneurs, many, not all, um, they are, can be control freaks. They, they want to be their own boss. They want to control everything. They have a large financial investment in their business that is, you know, they don't want to put into the hands of someone else. Will this employee steal from them? Will this employee treat the customers as well as them? You know, all of those things. Um, but if you continue to work in the business, chances are your business, without working on it, will not grow. And the on, on development and really looking at new markets, understanding what your customers need, um, where you can, again, just grow the business, therefore grow your revenue and your profits. 
That that's so good. I mean, and I feel like you're you're talking directly to me in this. I'm looking at all of the information you're talking about. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I've really, I've really felt scared to hire on somebody because this is my baby. Like I've really grown this. And like, my question to that is when is the right time to hire somebody on? Yes. Um, it's most people, it's probably sooner than they realize. Um, because as soon as you start to become demotivated, you're tired. Um, it can create issues for people at home. Because they're, they're working all the time. They're on their phone all the time. Um, they may not be sleeping. Health can suffer. It, it's almost too late because now you're, you're starting to spiral downwards. Wow. So I often recommend from people when they even look at their business plan and they open the business to really start to think at what point do I need someone? And I'm not talking about getting an accountant or a lawyer. Like you need that very early. Because very few of us have that expertise. Um, I'm talking about that first employee. So someone who's opened up maybe let's say a a local coffee shop or someone who's opening up an online business and they're trying to make their jewelry. They're trying to learn eBay. They're trying to figure out, you know, Facebook advertising and all of those things. Um, Making jewelry all of a sudden isn't as much fun. So if they can define the point before when they're going to need that employee. So when they get to the point that they're working more than 10 hours a day, when they get more than 200 orders a month, because hiring an employee, but again, will take time because finding great employees is a challenge. Uh, They're out there, but there are challenges with that. So you can't say, okay, now I need a new employee. I'm going to find one three days from now. It can take three to six weeks, three to four months to find a great employee. By the time you advertise the position, you get the resumes, you interview people, um, it can take it's a significant amount of time. And then you have to train them. So that which can also take time. So I recommend to people to actually determine what will be the point and identify that before they actually need that first employee. But it does take planning. There's so much fear behind that. And, and I mean, I think you, you hit on a good concept when we start losing sleep, that yes. that's a, that's a big, that's a big point. That's a, that's a big moment when you're like, okay, I, I just put in 10 hours today and I'm not being, I'm not with my family and I'm not doing this. Yes. Will the profit coming into my pocket be a little bit less because I have somebody on my team potentially, but ultimately it could mean that you're that much more successful if you hire somebody on. So what are, what are the ways that we can be avoiding some of the pitfalls of hiring somebody on? Yeah. Um, and that's often, it's a fear that people have of all the, the pitfalls. Um, and what I often, when I work with my clients and around how to hire a great employee, they first, you first of all have to figure out what do you need that employee to do? Huh. Is that someone who is going to be in your store when you're not there? Um, Are you hiring an employee maybe to do follow-up customer service phone calls? You have to be very specific with what you want. It's not just, I need an employee so I can free up more of my time. Um, Almost guaranteed, your your profits will not go down. I mean, in the very short term, because you have someone on a payroll. Um, But once you're out there, again, working on the business, building the business, you will have more revenue coming in. You'll have more customers, more people buying your, your products if you're selling online. Um, some of the pitfalls, though, come because, again, entrepreneurs, we know our business and we know it well. And, and we can sometimes be frustrated 
other people don't know it as well. Um, so being very clear in your expectations, huh. clarity around expectations. Um, and, I'll, and an example I have is I once worked for an entrepreneur who sent me an email indicating, you know, don't, just a reminder to, to follow up on the things we spoke about yesterday. And I remember thinking, we, we spoke about a lot of things <laughs> yesterday. Um, so because it wasn't clear, right? Uh, so the clarity around that is, is very important, not just as to why you're hiring the employee, but in what you need them to do. Huh. That's the first point. Um, second point, um, very important, and it probably should be the first one and the last one, is around trust. Because it is, it is a trust relationship, um, especially if this individual is going to have access to your finances, um, access to, I mean, even to your customers. Um, they most likely will not be as great at serving your customers as you are as the business owner. That's good. Um, and even if they are, the, the, as an entrepreneur, you set the bar so high um, that it's very hard for people to live up to. So you really, again, have to be clear on expectations, build the trust, and find someone who has a similar personality huh. as you. Um, because some people are, are very laid back. Some people don't think you, have, you should return. You, know, you don't have to return a voicemail or an email within an hour. Some people are like, if I get to it next day, that's okay. If that's not your style as the business owner, that's never going to work. They will never live up to your expectations. So you need to, again, be clear, um, be, have someone of a similar work ethic, similar personality, um, and maybe even someone who has strengths different than your own. But you need to be able to figure out that, uh, that trust relationship, not unlike any other personal relationships we have. What, what about communication? So uh, eventually they're going to do something wrong. I mean, you just mentioned like their style may not be the same as yours. What happens, let's say they don't email back an hour after, you know, when you want them to, what is a good way to communicate with your employees and build that level of communication, communication with them? Yes, no, excellent. Um, it's really, I try to work more into what I call more of a coaching mentality and philosophy rather than a performance management so when That's someone good. does something wrong, they didn't, um, let's say they didn't email back or they didn't return the, the customer's call within the hour, which was, you know, what you want and what you, your customers expect. Um, I often come from and recommend that people come from a perspective of, of asking questions. Um, so, you know, this customer complained, you know, how did you handle it? Um, they, you know, they say they called back the next day as opposed to saying, well, why did you do that? Which can create a lot of defensiveness huh. in someone. You more will go back and go back and clarify the expectations. You know, it's very important for our company to return calls within, within an hour. Was there, you know, anything that going on yesterday that, that caused you not to be able to do that? Uh. So you're not jumping to a conclusion that they, they screwed up, you know, that they messed up. Now, how they respond to that will determine your next steps. Um, if they acknowledge it and go, yeah, you know what, my mistake, um, I got caught up doing something else that wasn't a priority, um, I forgot, you know, which can be a legitimate, you know, not a, not a great reason, but it can happen. Uh, people are human um, and people will make mistakes. So, but if they, if they don't really care, if they kind of say, well, it wasn't, like, is it really a big deal, right? Um, Again, that you have to deal with immediately. They may not be the right person because if it's not a big deal to them, that's going to be an ongoing issue. They're going to have no desire to change that behavior. Mm. So it really just depends on how they respond. Assuming they respond positively, great, no big deal, move on. 
Um, and then, you know, you obviously you need to monitor it um, when it comes to, especially around customer service. If it's something more, more significant related to, um, you know, they're supposed to count the cash at the end of the day. They're supposed to look at the books, what's, you know, the orders from eBay. Uh, at the end of the day and make sure things are the numbers look right and they're making mistakes in that if it has more related to their skill and competence maybe you have to teach them or maybe it's not the right hire I also recommend and it's, it's not a great topic when you have to terminate someone but it does everyone a favor to move those people along sooner rather than later that's so an interesting they, subject I, I I like that I want to touch on that because okay. people are afraid of firing Yes. Can, can you, what is the process to exactly what you're talking about? Somebody's, somebody may not fit the mold the way you need them to. How, how do you go about, I mean, you've had so many employees. How have you gone about firing somebody? Yeah. Um, and there's, there's different reasons that you fire someone there. There's, um, but let's say they're just, they're not the right fit. They're just not doing a good job. Um, and again, if you've taken this sort of coaching philosophy with them, that when things aren't going well, you're bringing it up to them right away. You're giving them ongoing feedback, both positive and negative on an ongoing basis. When it comes time that the business relationship has to come to an end, you know, you've gone six weeks now with ongoing mistakes or it could be three or four days depending on what those those issues are. Or maybe there's a lot of customer complaints coming in about them. Huh. Um, and you, you sat them down, you know, we've talked about this for the past four days. This really isn't working well. You know, unfortunately, we are going to have to go our separate ways. Um, you never get comfortable with it. And I tell people, if you ever get comfortable with firing someone, it's time to move on and become a leader or manager in a different, somewhere else. Huh. Because you should, it should never be comfortable. You should never look forward to it um, just from a leadership perspective. Uh, and so, and I've had to terminate people. Um, I always, I always hope that they sort of see it coming. They know that that meeting, you know, she's calling in for a two o'clock meeting. Nikki never calls for a two o'clock <laughs> meeting. Something must be up and you've been giving them feedback. They should never be blindsided. Mm. It, it doesn't mean they won't be upset. Um, it doesn't mean that they, they could be in tears. You could be ruining their life, you know, all of those things. Um, but at the same time, your business and the reputation of your business is, is more important. Um, but it has to be, again, that ongoing feedback that by the time it comes time to say goodbye, they should not be totally shocked. That's Man, I, I love that. Again, it, there's so much of this in the hiring and firing process, and even in the middle, that a lot of a lot of the online entrepreneurs are they're scared of. I mean, so many of the people I talk to on a daily basis are are people who wanted to get out of the corporate world and wanted to get out of that whole grind and and doing that every day. And so, thinking of hiring somebody can be scary, and also thinking about firing them or in the process training them. Yes. What have you found in, in that process of training somebody? What is the importance of grace and patience? Patience is a tough one for entrepreneurs <laughs> because you, you, you want to get it done now. And again, no one's going to do it as well as you are, or as mm. fast as you are. So you have to be patient. Um, you have to understand that the, that person doesn't know. They might know how to do the job. They might have worked in this coffee shop, you know, a competitor, and they've now come to you, but you would do it better and you do it differently. So you always make, I always recommend make no assumptions in terms of what they know. Don't say, well, you know, of course we give great customer service. I'm sure you can do that. That 
means different things to different people. So being very clear on what customer service means, again, responding within so much amount of time, always answering the phone saying good morning, you know, and whatever your script is. So again, being, being very clear, but also the training related to the computer system. A lot of times people will say, um, you know, this is, this is actually really straightforward. It's not rocket science. You know, anybody can learn it. Meanwhile, the person's looking at it going, I have never used X product before. Um, I've used other things, but I've never used this. Um, or you just give them the manual. Here's the manual. Just go online. And, and you know, because you need to make the time because it will pay off. Um, and it comes into the point of people having a vested interest in the business. Huh. They have a vested interest if you have taken the time to teach and train them because you've shown a vested interest in them. They understand how important they are to your business. You value them. Um, things as simple as gratitude and appreciation. You say thank you to them. You know, they couple, you know, they do something not maybe not over the top great, but you just say, you know what, I saw the way you interacted with that customer uh, or the way you handled that complaint on the phone or that email you sent. Um, it was really great. And it really reinforces that they they you have a vested interest in them um they will then have a vested interest in your success um but again you have to train them to how you want things done um and they also have to know what's non-negotiable that's good uh so there could be certain things that you know we like to do it this way um but you know if you have a better if you have a suggestion on how we could do it better i'd love to hear it or you know if you have a suggestion how we could do it better we're not really interested in changing things So they're very clear on what their role is. Um, now, most people obviously like to give input. Again, if they are feel like a valued employee and part of your team, um, hopefully you, an entrepreneur would be open to hearing their input uh, because the more of their suggestions that you take, the better chance that you're going to have a successful working relationship. Obviously, you want this person to fit into your culture and, and you, you want them to kind of develop that relationship with the company. I mean, you're talking about that vested interest, that developing this person. But before, before I ask how we do that, I want to know what it looks like, in your opinion, to develop a culture that someone can fit in when you're developing your brand or your, your company. Organizational culture or company culture is really tough. Um, because again, it, it is the, it's not, it's the, what you as the entrepreneur bring to it. Um, you know, is it a, a warm, fuzzy feeling? Uh, like, does everybody like, Hey, everyone, how are you? How was your weekend? Right. That type of, or do people come to work or, and just sort of say, Hey, what's up and uh, go to their job. Right. Um, not one's not necessarily better than the other. Uh, but the personalities of who you hire have to to match that. That's good. So I often talk about, you know, are you looking for someone who's outgoing? Are you looking for someone who, you know, has emotional restraint? Huh. So they might be, a, you know, a happy person, but if they're having a bad day, they still always look happy. You know, they're they have so much emotional restraint that they're they've got it in check all the time. Or are you the type of business owner that you wear your heart on your sleeve? If you're having a crappy day, everybody knows about it. And if you're having a great day, everyone knows about it. Um, but you have to be transparent in that to create the culture. That's cool. Again, is it a culture of where we want your suggestions and we want your input? Um, or is it a culture, well, no, we just want you to, to come to work. We just want you to show up on time, do your job, and go home. Uh, do a great job, but that that's it. 
Um, so it's really about how much level of input do we want? How are we going to interact? Are we going to be a you know high energy, warm type of business, or are we going to be everybody sits down, gets doesn't you know just call me if you need me, you know that type of thing. But you need to then hire people that fit because if they are a bad fit, you have that peg and round hole. Um, you're going to have a problem, guaranteed. I think it's so interesting just this, again, a lot of us are at this point where our businesses are growing, we're developing, we're trying to structure things so that we're building a culture around our our brand and we're trying to build a brand. I mean, we just did a whole series on brand development. And so I think it's so interesting hearing your perspective on like, it almost sounds like it's like, okay, when you're thinking of what your brand culture looks like, almost almost look at what what you want your employees to represent. And, and it's almost like, like take a 10,000 foot view and work your way down into it because I, I, I love that. I love that. I haven't, I haven't really thought about like, okay, as, as you know, what does my brand look like? What would I want if I had an employee? What would I want them to look like? Because if I have that perspective, it would be really easy to start looking for people that fit that mold. I, I yep. love that. It's very much as you said, what do they look like? And not necessarily physically look like, um, but are they someone, you know, you have your, your online business and it could even be you're your hiring a virtual assistant. Do you want them responding to your emails in your voice huh. or in their own voice, right? In terms of the, you know, how the customer may, may respond. Um, you have your business on eBay and you're, you're shipping products and you have someone monitoring the, um, the customer service. That in terms of how things are, are going, again, are they responding in your voice and with your brand, as you said, it's almost the personal brand of the owner or of the business, yeah. or are they responding in their own? Um, again, you need to define that. It comes back to being clear on expectations, and then, then everyone's aligned. Um, it's also great for customer service because the customer then knows that they will get consistent service all the time. They know exactly what to expect. And I think one of the greatest things to build brand loyalty in any business is that the customer knows exactly what to expect and that never gets jeopardized. And I think we're all any brand shopping. That, that, that concept of, of, uh, you know, you're always going to get the same experience or I I love what you said, are the, is your VA going to be answering in your voice? You know, I, I've I've had a ton of conversations with Dean where uh, he, he's he's kind of the guy that that runs the entire back end. So everything we do, technically, uh, a, a ton of the emails. I mean, it, he's he's the guy behind it, and that's something that we've talked about is like having a common voice. But I've never thought about putting that into a. You know, even a conversation with uh, you know, if, if you own your own business, a, a storefront, a brick and mortar store. And you're having people interacting. Are they using that same tone of voice, or you know, you're you're talking about, you know, somebody is? Are you as the boss or or the you know the president of this business? Are you wearing your heart on your sleeve, or are you going to be emotionally you know reserved, or you know what is what is the what is the interaction with employees, or what is the feeling? I I love that. If you could have one thing to tell our audience, just just you know a, a blanket statement to encourage them on hiring, what would that be? Uh, it would be, it's a few things. One, be very clear on what you want them to do and why you're hiring an employee. 
um, build the vested interest is actually probably the best. Um, you can give them some ownership. Maybe it's some profit sharing. Huh. Maybe it's um, a bonus structure that they have a financial incentive. But if they are under, they understand your brand, they understand the culture of the organization, the next job, and you, they have a vested interest in the business succeeding, hmm. you guaranteed you will have a great employee. And although it's going to cost you a bit, you know, in terms of paying them, no question your profits will grow because your customers, whether online or in a physical business, will, will love them. They'll make the, all the difference. And as an entrepreneur, you're able to, again, grow the business. Maybe even go start something new. Thank you so much. I, I love it. I know that that I'm going to go back through and take some more notes on this. You guys know I love my notes. So thank <laughs> you so much, Nikki, for coming on. I, I I really loved. I mean, there's there's so much, and I'm I'm excited because I'm not afraid to hire an employee. And and I and I think that I'm going to go back. And the one thing that I'm really going to dig into is is that culture. What is the culture of my brand, Joshua Woodward's brand? What is that culture? So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for all the information you gave us. Wonderful. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys listening and I hope you were motivated by our guest today. Again, our podcast sponsor for the day was the Yorba Label Company. If you want to get that 25% off of 3,000 address labels, I know I already got mine and I'm so excited about them. They're fantastic. Go on to Amazon.com search address labels, you're going to find them under perfect peel address labels. Click on it in the checkout, go to the promo section or the promo code and type in labels 25. Again, that's going to secure you that 25% off. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it, guys. Until next time, Empire, have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at the OnlineEmpireAcademy.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, help us make more by rating us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We'll see you next time.